told you before, because I love it so much, they also created the Great Seal of the United States. And that Great Seal of the United States has on it Novus Order Seclorum, a new order for the centuries, for the ages, forever, for the ages. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Obviously, life happens. Everybody gets back into a corner at some point, and sometimes. The way you can tell what you're truly passionate about and what you would fucking go through a brick wall for, the things in life that bring tears to your eyes or get your eyes watery. I think that as we get older, we get trapped down and obviously the programming of Big Brother and the Mirvald Oda, these people, they don't fucking care what it is that you want out of life or what it is you believe about freedom, uh, yourself. They don't care what it is you fucking watch on Netflix. They don't really give a shit other than if you have something that's contrary to the status quo or something that is inspiring the masses to remember, repent, and reclaim who they are. Now we can see a new world coming into view, a world in which there is the very real prospect of a new world order. Even the new world order cannot guarantee an era of perpetual peace. Not only the new world order we seek, but our mission here at home. Confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. On January 22nd, 2020, we released the episode called Event Horizon Kansas. That episode was about some strange happenings in the state of Kansas, including drone flyovers, an earthquake, the DHS setting up an emergency response position located in Topeka or centrally located in Topeka and in the unusual and strange trip that lawmakers took. The article that I referenced, and I have the same article pulled up here, is from January 14th, 2020. The headline, Kansas lawmakers whisked away for secret homeland security briefing, call it quote-unquote 
routine. Well, how is this relevant? According to statnews.com, their coronavirus tracker, the feature on their website, the very first, or the latest that their chart goes back, is January 24th, 2020, where it says zero deaths and zero new cases. The first reported cases, according to statnews.com, on their chart, it's February 6th, 2020. And they report 2,153 new cases, excuse me, 44 deaths. The episode entitled Event Horizon Kansas was released on January 22nd. And on this podcast, we kind of were asking or maybe predicting that something weird and kind of big was coming. And I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm tooting my own horn. We at least put some information out there to help people possibly also see some strange correlations. And I was just trying to help. That's kind of what the goal of all this is. There is no malevolent agenda here. Like we're on each other's sides. And, you know, the first couple seasons of this show, I wondered how the hell do I use the information that I've kind of acquired or the quote unquote knowledge to help you know, our fellow brothers and sisters. And just because people might declare you the enemy doesn't mean that you have to declare them the enemy. And some of us don't really want any trouble at all, are just literally doing what we can to help whenever we think we need to, or we think that somebody needs it. So the first two seasons of the show were kind of, you know, finding our way. And I listened to some of the episodes now and it kind of, I don't, I don't want to say embarrasses me, but I've definitely grown up a little bit and hope to really capture the essence of why I started this whole thing, this whole podcast and what the mission is and the purpose. And because there's been, there's been some loss along the way. And as you know, like we're, it's a strange times, strange energies, just some very strange things happening on this planet, but we've lost some like really good star seeds, I guess you could say, and people that we've cared about. And there's been an ever increasing plethora of those that either don't care about us or don't care at all. But I guess that's why you took an interest in this stuff to begin with, because nobody else was really set talking about it or bringing it up or worried about it. And our world is in strange, strange times. And no matter what you're going through, you still got to find a way to believe in yourself and your mind and your heart. And not that COVID is it's no laughing matter. And even with that, on top of all of the fallout and what's it's done to the economy and the psyche of human beings and the, the overall impact it's had on us like throw in like the everyday human emotion factor and the trials and tribulations that we all go through on a daily basis you know it's like having another monster tapped on to the monster already on your back you know it's a monster on top of a monkey on top of your back you know and i'm not andre the giant so i don't even know if he could do that but uh, that kind of shows how powerful the human spirit is and I don't think we've seen anything yet I think that this fall is going to be crazy crazy just kind of wanted to point that out that we released our episode Event Horizon Kansas on January 22nd we were referencing an article written on January 14th Event 201 on March 19th Event 201 talked about a think tank that was held in last October October of 2019 what would happen if COVID literally COVID were to go rogue on the planet. And on March 19th, according to the statnews.com feature, the coronavirus 19 tracker, March 19th, there were 10,721 new cases. And at that point, 485 deaths. 
So I guess I would just like to point that out. We did put out two episodes that were asking questions, or at least got some people to ask questions, or had you listen to me while I was asking questions. So we have something to offer. Oh, by the way, check out the DWO on the Screaming Chewy Show. Screaming Chewy Show can be found anywhere you listen to the podcasts. Screaming Chewy, C-H-U-Y, show. It was a lot of fun. And he's a great American. Everybody's a great American, though. All right, let's talk about why you're wearing masks. The pagan ritual of transformation. Julian Huxley once wrote that the basic elements in cultural transmission and transformation are psychological. That's how uh, human beings change. How long have rituals been used to transform reality? For a long time. Ritual is a spiritual psychodrama of consciousness, a deliberate action taken to facilitate change. Artist Sharon Devlin once bluntly described the true purpose of ritual as being a method to alter one's mind. It is a sacred drama in which you are the audience as well as the participant, and the purpose of it is to activate parts of the mind that are not activated by everyday activity. Ritual facilitates the mechanics of change through specific mechanisms, a rhythm to sync to, to merge and flow with, a magnetic draw, drawing one of the path towards transmutation. Rituals are vehicles driving home those ideas. The information, the data, the symbols which upon transmission create, the language by which new society members communicate after they are initiated. This new language imparts a new understanding through definitions that the ritual generates. A ritual initiation introduces one into the way, which includes a new way of life or worldview, a program to guide beliefs or actions and or actions, thus enabling the initiate to become a full and true member of the new secular order. Um, if you don't know that you're partaking in, you know, taking part in a ritual, that doesn't mean that you're not not taking part in it. No, you are taking part in it, some bitch. Yet still, new patterns or thoughts of significance are drummed in, even to those who are conscious or not of the ritual in which the initiate is partaking. Remember, conscious or not, the ritual, if you're looking at it and you don't know that you're taking part in it, you're taking part in it. The three stages of an initiation ritual. First stage is isolation for purification. In this stage, the initiate is separated from the mundane, and the word mundane literally means of the world. The initiate is largely removed from otherwise familiar persons, places, and things used to in order to be cleared of them. An initiate is forced to become detached and insulated, purged, and purified. An essential element of this separation from one's typical environment is the suspension of the normal rules of living that one is used to, vis-a-vis the normal way. Most of the initiates senses will become commanded and regulated at this time, aka the majority of what the initiate sees, hears, smells, touches, and tastes is deliberately controlled. In the ritual, these senses may be bombarded, modified, limited, or deprived. Regardless, perceptions and experiences are ultimately overseen by the high priest and priestesses directing the ritual's performance. The ritual enables new light to shine through a newly opened window of thoughts. And since we won't have anywhere to go except for the places we're allowed to go, the insulated, isolated, initiated may be forced to confront, we will be forced to confront his or you or my reflection and inner shadows that have been ignored or buried somewhere deep beneath the average day-to-day. 
So things that we've been putting beneath the surface, we can't ignore or bury them anymore. So we got looking face to face in that near mirror. After those things become unavoidable, triggers are detonated. Therefore, another purge. Just as they involve surrender, initiation rituals also involve sacrifice. Both the tangible that can be held in the hand and the intangible, such as behaviors, must be given up by requirement. And what is true, since something or for something to be given, something must also be taken, whatever it is, whether dramatically overt or deceitfully subtle. The ritual reinterprets reality, and a new definition of reality is given. In this case, training in the form of new behaviors and knowledge, including myths and code introduced, things necessary for new members to function properly in the society they're being inducted into are all embedded during this time as its use helps manor home the spell of the initiates. The wearing of masks for the initiates. Wearing of masks during initiation ritual is almost always required. Masking has traditionally played an important role in the rituals of these kinds. What does a mask do? Mask hastens the suppression of ego, which helps facilitate death of the old identity before the identification with and to the brand new manifestation or new identity. Trauma is yet another aspect of this kind of initiation ceremony in the form of throwing a lot of things at the initiate in what seems to be a coordinated and sophisticated way in reality it is actually executed in a purposefully confusing manner in order to render the initiate unable to find solid mental ground from which to make logical sense of anything. What's real, what's not real. Dis disorientation is key in a ritual or a transformation ritual. Second phase is transition. The initiate begins to lose a sense of the old self. As it symbolically dies and passes away, the initiate descends into a state of liminality, which will potentially purify the initiate, quote-unquote, at, at this time. The old existence and way of life dies. The initiate transcending it is gradually being processed, reprogrammed, and incorporated into his or her new environment. Which brings us to the final phase, integration. As I said years ago, there's something off about the planet. There's something off about the people running the world. Something seriously off. And eventually, the integration, which is the final phase of the transformation ritual. We're gonna see the uh, integration what are they integrating us into? My theory, the reason I started this podcast, is what they call a new secular order. What is the new secular order? We're going to really dive into what that is this season on the Drew World Order. The only real question that remains is, after connecting the dots and putting information out there, like information two times before March 13th or 19th 
one episode being Event Horizon Kansas, where we predicted something crazy was coming to Kansas or the Midwest, and then the episode on March 14th, which was titled Event 201, where we went back to October and discussed a think tank that literally was talking about COVID going rogue on the world. We just care about people. We care about the planet. We want people to take their power back and to embrace their individuality. And like I said, just because somebody makes you their enemy doesn't mean you have to make them your enemy. And we should love everybody, even those that do not love us. And keep in mind that maybe we shouldn't try to add to everything that's wrong with the world. Maybe we should be the opposite or strive to be the opposite, even though it sucks sometimes. It's really easy to side with evil sometimes, but that's going to make all of our problems, including on an individual basis, infinitely worse. So, you say you want to help people? If you're interested in the future of humanity, the future of our children, the species, whatever it is, or just good in general. It's time to remember, repent, and reclaim. The only way to change the macrocosm is to alter, is to alter the microcosm. And it takes a very different kind of person. And I think that that's what we're all striving to be, is that different kind of person. This is Drewbert McDrewbag, and you are listening to the Drew World Order. <laughs>